0: Hello guys and girls, welcome to a, an unscheduled bikepacking slash update of where I'm at with the whole bike trip home uh, and the podcast show um, and just a general overview of what's going on. Uh, originally, I was going to post the Sammy Sowery podcast pretty much now, but uh, I decided actually not to do that and I'll do that in a few days. But instead, really kind of go back to why I kind of started this journey, really, Um This is kind of, I guess, the first week for me and my journey. Uh, I'm in Sydney right now. I flew here on Monday, it's uh, Friday today. And now things are starting to move forward a little bit. And I thought I'd just take the opportunity just to have a quick overview of what's going on, really. I mean, I guess mostly for my kind of review at the end of the year when I've got home to look back at day one and how I feel and how things are going, where I'm at. Um, But I wanted to just share my thoughts, really, where I'm at, how I feel. And hopefully it gives you guys something if not then fine I've just shared what I think right now but that's really it so here we go okay okay going back to the start so for those of you that don't know I am bikepacking home uh, and that's not touring in case in case you don't know the difference maybe I'll just quickly explain so touring uh, I mean, for what I know, it's it's when people have a, I guess more of a heavier bike, maybe more of a robust bike, maybe a a different setup with the handlebars being a bit more higher, a bit more comfortable, I guess, and having particularly the panniers uh, either side, us front and back uh, potentially, and that's when you have a mud uh, rack on the back with mud guards, and you put the the bags on the on the clip clip them on the side. They're the most traditional way of traveling by bike, I guess, the if you think of touring, you think people traveling. Long distances on bikes, that's typically what people do. Um, and bikepacking, I guess, is kind of quite new. I don't know how new it is, but for for me, it was only something I knew about like three, four years ago. And especially living in London, you saw a lot more people using the equipment of bikepacking, uh, mostly just to commute to work and things like that. So bikepacking is, to explain quickly, I guess it's where all the bags are tied to the bike there's no extra equipment to hold bags and stuff on so you wouldn't put a a rear rack on or a front rack on you would actually just strap everything to the bike and that means you get less space you get less room you have to use all the space within the bike efficiently it's it's a faster way to travel I think uh, because everything is a bit more streamlined within the bike Uh, if you see a picture of my bike either through Instagram you'll see what I mean and I think the other benefits are well I don't know actually I think I'm figuring that out just now the lack of space is one big issue and that's something I'm trying to figure out now and I think especially with the food so if you're a bike packing and you're going to do long distance then considering the food uh, as an option is definitely going to be something you're going to want to think about quite hard and I think there's a few ways you can do it and it's something I'm going to figure out and share with you guys as I go with touring you obviously get more room so you can go to shops you can pick up a lot more supplies uh, things like cans and large bags of rice and large bags of pasta and maybe more equipment for and utensils like chopping boards and extra knives and maybe canopas and things like that for me I don't have that luxury so I'm going to have to do things much smaller and I'm just figuring out now how much space I actually have and I feel quite good, quite confident, but it's going to have to be potentially maybe like only two-day storage for three meals a day. So probably I can store about six meals a day. I don't know if that's going to work. The other issue is is water. So having water on your bike is, is obviously going to be the biggest issue, especially if you're not within towns or drinkable water within a certain distance. So I'm just going through all that kind of thing now just to... Get things right. So what happened was, um, yes, yeah, so on Monday I I flew over here with the bike. Arrived at Sydney Airport on Monday at seven a.m. Woke up at three a.m. in Auckland to take the flight, and I actually felt quite quite uh, unwell. Uh, I think that was just the sheer exhaustion of 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 getting everything ready on the last weekend, waking up and not having enough sleep, uh, and I think yeah, I just picked up some sort of infection, and then. Arrived Monday at Sydney Airport, pulled the bike box out from the uh, wherever you pick bike boxes up in the airport and then went outside and basically just pulled the bike box out and put the bike together. And one thing I was thinking, what do would do, do I actually get the bike and, and take it somewhere and get to accommodation and then put it together or do we just pull it out and just cycle and actually decided to do the cycle? Two reasons, one, because the box i got was really big. Within the dimensions that are allowed on the airline but big enough that i didn't have to take off too much stuff even the pedals are left on actually one pedal is already seized on so i can't take that off anyway so i just decided to do outside and i found just wandered around and i found a bin and managed to smash the box into small pieces and just tuck it uh, near the bins and then just pedaled to accommodation and this is the this is the the best bit about my trip so far and i've been in sydney for one week But where I'm currently staying right now is quite, a, I think for me, quite a big thing in this whole trip. Um, And it's something that was quite surprising. Uh, I didn't expect it. And it's pretty amazing. So after releasing previous episode with Anna Kintane, the World's spokespeople, People, I had an Instagram message uh, from, from someone called Paddy. And it basically said, we listened to the podcast. We loved it. We're doing something similar. Also, you're coming to Sydney. That's where we are right now. So why don't you come stay with us? And I read that and I was a bit taken aback by it because it's the first time someone's reached out and really said, you're going to be here soon. Come stay with us. And also so that someone's listened to the podcast and there's been a connection built through that. Originally, they wasn't following my story. So I guess the connection between the world people and me, uh, they found their way to me and offered me this place. And immediately I said, yes, you know, absolutely. I don't have any way to stay just yet. I haven't figured that bit out, but I'd love to stay with people that know my story, know the story as well, and also have something coming up themselves that they want to do and share. And now I'm here. I've been here for five days, uh, about to leave on a small trip uh, from Sydney to the Blue Mountains. And it's just quite humbling. That whole process is actually quite humbling. And when I've shared this story with other people, they're quite surprised by that kind of act of kindness and I'm actually super grateful that that's happened. It it, it changes my whole perspective already about the kindness of people and people that give up their time and space for you. So it's been a great week, really, for me to get settled and get everything sorted. Uh, And just to explain kind of the first week being here, what was I doing? And to be honest, half the time, not a huge amount um, being ill and not being as positive and full of energy as I usually am to get things done. Actually a lot of tiredness and trying to figure things out and not being really motivated to do that So I feel much better now So now I'm actually going to go on a trip this weekend uh, head to the Blue Mountains, which is just West of Sydney and it's a place where there's a little bit of rock climbing and riding so I'm going to go there Hopefully do some rock climbing hopefully do some riding around uh, Visit some of the tourist spots before heading back to Sydney to see Paddy uh, again and then head off after that so This week has been also about me sorting out my cooking and camping equipment. Uh, Like I said, with the bike packing stuff, it's kind of quite difficult to really fit everything in. So today was a good day of getting the tools that I needed. So just to explain the the cooking setup I have, it's temporary just for Australia, but I have a a very small gas canister and a screw-on, I don't know what you call those things, at the top where you kind of, the fire comes out of. But yes, so I've got a small gas canister, and a very small cooking pot, so two cooking pots that fit perfectly in the, in the bag that sits on my fork. And then I also picked up a a knife. Uh, I think it was about $20, $30 for a really nice knife that folds away. Also picked up a spork, so that's going to be my only utensil for the whole trip, is, a, is one big titanium spork. It was a, it was $20 uh, again, but it looks really handy. It's quite slim. Uh, it does it, it's, it does a lot of things, and it's just one utensil. The next item I picked up was... Okay, so I'm sitting in, a, in an apartment in Sydney. Um, I'm sitting with two Irish lads. If you want to, I guess, just... Who are you guys?
1: Uh, my name is Paddy. Uh, from a village called Rackarmack in County Waterford. Uh, moved to Australia nearly nine years ago now. And leaving Sydney on the 4th of August this year on a bicycle heading west back towards Dublin and Ireland back home yeah I'm
2: David Harrison and uh, I'm from a small town just alongside Paddy so we grew up together and uh, Carrick on shore yeah so I suppose yeah I've been traveling since the age of 18 and Ten years later, for my first time, landed in Australia, I'm back again. And uh, this time, with the intentions, you're just coming down to plan this trip with himself. And on the 4th of August, we take off.
0: So, yeah. So, you, your name is, is your name David?
2: Or it's David, yeah. Okay. On the birth of David, but in, in Irish, it's Dahi. So dahi, yeah, yeah. Most people call me, but I, it's funny <laughs> actually you say that now, because here on on, on site, I have got some... And the first site I landed on the first construction site when I got here, I had friends from the town back home in Ireland, and I have a nickname Harry, because the surname is Harrison, and some of them were so some of them were called me Dahi, some of them were calling me David, and then the others were calling me Harry. So I had this Australian fellow come up to me, and so he goes, "Do you mind me asking?" he goes, "What the f is your name." <laughs> is it Dai, is it David, or is it Harry? You anyway, know, it was, it was funny, because he was just totally confused, you know. So, yeah, I, I go by a few names. Mm.
0: The reason I asked you, because actually when I introduced you to the, about the show when you weren't here, I knew how your name was spelt, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, since I've been here, I actually yeah. never know how to say your name, and I had to Google earlier, like, how do you say that name? And I Googled it, and it was Dahi. <laughs> so that's right, okay? Yeah, it's okay. fine. Okay. It's
2: fine, okay. fine. Kudos, kudos. So, uh,
0: so like, yeah, what, like, why, why I'm... Why am I sitting with you guys at this table? I mean, can you can you kind of go back to?
1: Yeah, that's that's quite an interesting uh, the way it happened. Mm. So we uh, started looking up people that were doing the bike tour, and we found the world spokespeople, Tani and Annika, and we started following them on Instagram, and sent a few emails, and then they had up that they did a podcast with yourself so we listened to the podcast and we heard you mention that you were if anyone had a place to stay in sydney so we dropped you a message and here we are Mm. yeah
0: and i think you get going i mentioned on this the the preview show as well like how kind of like humbling i mean i guess from your perspective you were offering your home and and your place to stay for someone that's coming um Mm. For me, it was like to see that message and to see you open it up, and and especially via Instagram as well. It's like you know, just I don't know. There's there's a kind of feeling you get from it that that is kind of quite warming and comforting, especially you know to hang out with people that are going to be cycling as well. If it was enjoyed the show, it's like cool. It's like all these things that I'm doing virtually, you know, sharing that becomes tangible. You know, it becomes real. Mm. I guess for me, so it's quite yeah. quite exciting and interesting to to do that. So, but maybe we do announcement.
2: Yeah, no, I was just saying that we were it was it was funny how happened. It all happened in the space of like what ten days. Because when mm. when when we had stumbled across the World Spokespeople on Instagram, we were like, Wow, that's amazing. And like we, we took a hell of a lot away from the podcast, you know. So we were like, how about we just how about we chance? 'Cause we're really we're really attracted to their route, wasn't we? First yeah. off. And we're like, why not chance throwing out an email to see if they get back to us? And I suppose it's kind of, I don't know, it was just, they were so kind and the response, and then from that, in the podcast, yeah, no, yeah, sorry, the Instagram page led us to the podcast, and then the, obviously the podcast led us to your story, and you were starting it off, and then we were like, I wonder, has John found somebody, or we we're like, surely he's got to have found out a, a couch to stay in in Sydney. Mm-hmm. So we're like, ah, look, we we'll chance chancing anyway, and then you had replied within... A couple of hours, and then straight away our spirits were lifted, and then upon the landing, like it really makes everything a lot more real, and it's very um, heartwarming to think that it is. Um, I suppose it's so easy to connect with other people doing the same kind of adventures that. You know. Cool. Yeah. Um,
0: so let's talk about the. I guess let's go back to world spokespeople then. So the people that. So they inspired me and my trip like nearly a year ago now, and they're now inspiring you and, and your trip and even as I guess not just inspiring but also creating the route. You know, you're following you're following the same almost same route as what I'm going to be doing as well. Um, so yeah, these guys create this route, come here, and then we go in the opposite way and using their route. So it's kind of like it's just interesting. Did they ever think that we would end up following something that they did back home? Yeah. But then so so during the podcast, kind of what what kind of what insights did you take out from the from the podcast show Do you think that are gonna help you or you know gave you give you more ideas for the future, I guess?
1: Um just a few links. Um the the link are the app for the maps um they, they mentioned and warm showers is I never it's <coughs> the first time I heard of that one. Um and just the stories, some of the stories they had were Really got us excited and looking forward to to what um, what comes up on our journey. you know it's mm-hmm. going to be different it's something you could sit here for the rest of your life and you'd never actually um, be able to think of something that could happen. It's just the unknown got us really excited
2: mm. yeah what i what I loved straight off was the story of them camping out in the park. I thought that was brilliant because we we're, we're sitting here and you're, you're trying to prepare for it such an adventure like this and we we haven't even gone out together on a bike just yet you know and uh well we have but it's not any kind of city spins and you were kind of thinking surely to god we have to be more prepared for this you know this what what else can we do and then you listen to tani and annika and they literally cycled up to the park like you know camped out in the park and that was their that was their preparation it kind of made it, made, it kind of made it feel more and more um uh what's the
0: word i'm looking for i suppose um, I think for me, I think I know what you mean. It's for me, it was like, I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It
2: made it your kind of comfort in the unknown, like in, in a sense, you know. Yeah, it was a, I found that hilarious how relaxed and easy going they were, you know, with the whole approach and even the way they traveled through with some of the stories are amazing, like from their different, their, their different experiences. And I think the one for me that stuck out most was the. The few beers with the military in um, Georgia, was it? I think that was that's an incredible story, and how brave they were to go in there too. You know, mm. most people would say, "No, i will cycle on and camp down the road," but yet that was one of their best memories. Mm. Yeah.
0: You know? I think for for me, when Tyler was telling that story, I think one of the main one of his main kind of points was that when these things come around, you know, these opportunities to, to be invited into someone's home or someone's place or to spend time with someone is to, to to just take them you know rather than committing to the i don't know hitting your target your goal your final destination like, instead just just drop everything to go and hang out with with yeah. whoever's giving you that opportunity for me that was kind of a really good bit of advice i thought yeah yeah me too yeah 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 okay yeah. So, so do you guys want to tell us about the your own trip? You know, did it come about through world Spokespeople or did you already have that plan in mind before?
1: Yeah. So about two years ago, uh, my friend, I was in the gym one day with my friend, and uh, he mentioned that there was a guy at work from Ireland that was going to cycle home, and um, I just I found it fascinating. And then the more I thought about it, um, I think when you think about things, a few times if you don't act on it you're going to regret not doing it so i thought about it quite a lot so it's like i have to do it you know and it just sounded amazing and the value you'd add to yourself the experiences you'd have in that 12 months or that will will just be a lifetime of story and so so all it was is just
0: an idea seed of an idea that just grew in you it wasn't like a to try and reach a destination or anything like that, it. it's just like someone else was doing something similar. Yeah,
1: I'd never heard of really bike touring or, or anything um, like that. I, I didn't even know people did that kind of stuff, long-distance stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and it just seemed like a, an unbelievable way to travel. Like, You'd see so much more than when you fly into a place and you you'd, you depend on public transport where you're on a bicycle and you're going slow you're slow things right down to such you know yeah, yeah. To, you just go out 100k in a day you know oftentimes you get a bus journey for hours and you you might miss five or 600k of that country so yeah that appealed to me and then I mentioned that uh, David was back in Ireland at the time living there so we I mentioned it to him a few times and then So can you can you remember the, the first conversation? I know exactly where I was, yeah.
2: I was sitting in the Jeep in outside McDonald's, um <laughs> in Dublin Airport, waiting for a client to get off the plane. And I had about I got there with about an hour to spare. I went up really early in the morning. So um I so was yeah, sitting there in the in the car waiting for him to land. And uh, we had when he when he originally told me the plan, I just thought to myself, You're Effing mad, you know. And I, I, the minute, of, the minute he had mentioned the trip to me, I like that. I went away thinking, "Wow!" I said, "Like has that? Has that even been done before?" That's an incredible journey. And then you think of all the, the personal development that would be attached to it. And we'd travelled together, a few times over the years, like and being friends for such a long period of time. I thought, man, this that would be an adventure of a lifetime. So I think I sat on it for all of a. One of a week, I'd say. And that, that phone call then, when, um, yeah, that phone call, I think, when you rang me, that time in in, uh, in the garage, about a week after, I had agreed in my head that I was going to go ahead. With it. So I rang Paddy, said, Paddy, do you mind if I join you? He said, I'd love you to join me. So that was all of, what, a year and a half ago now, maybe even two years, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, probably two years, yeah. Two years ago, yeah. So we have been yapping and planning and preparing and getting really excited for it ever since so yeah like that everything that I get to go in about the cycle very briefly because you could be sitting here talking all night about it but um, for me what what's most attractable is that it's the ultimate form of self-investment and then you know from that you, the, everything that comes with it you know the the um, character business I suppose with all the challenges and all the all the different experiences along the way it's something that um, I can't wait to experience there
0: Mm. yeah
2: and a bit of crack obviously
0: as well right mm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's quite interesting how you so you guys are you cyclists before have you, are you you've ridden much <laughs> at all no very little at <laughs> all as
1: you, you probably saw my race there I, I've probably done about 300k and <laughs> so. so I, I mean the,
0: the thing that I find interesting and fascinating about people that do a lot of touring is that the the riding the bicycle isn't the main motivation really it's kind of like there's something else you know like it's mm. like you're saying it's the personal journey you go on and the bike is kind of the the tool you know to yeah. the, the access the, it gives you the the mode of it's transport just our meet, yeah mode of mm. transport that's
1: yeah yeah
0: From my it's not For my background the I'm like a, a yeah. cyclist so I love cycling that uh, is is the riding the bike is kind of motivates me a little bit as well mm. but the more I learn about people that tour and travel with a bike it's kind of it is not that it's not the main thing. It's it's more like the journey. It's more like everything else. You kind of get to use it. It's almost like a a tool you can use to slow yourself down. Yeah. Give you that yeah. that 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 slow down to really enjoy what you see, the landscape you see, the the cultures, the people, and that kind of thing. Yeah. so I think that's super interesting.
1: I think that's definitely important. And living in a city, such a fast pace of life, mm-hmm. especially Sydney, it's it's all go go go. It's it's Friday. You don't know it. Next thing, it's the weekend again. You know, it's the weeks it just go so fast. Mm. So that would be a challenge for me is to slow slow things down and relax and realize I'm not getting anywhere fast and just enjoy it and take it all in. So, yeah.
0: so in terms of um, you going from like life now, so we're in Sydney. You've been working well. I'd say nine to five, but from living here for a week, you guys don't do a nine to five. You do <laughs> like a like a five to seven and that's like a 13 hour days Hmm. um but to go from these 13 hour days back to back day to day and you've been doing it for quite a while now you know like years um how how are you going to find the transition (laughs) uh, well how easy do you are you finding the transition or thinking of of giving that up um and and how difficult or not difficult do you think the decision was to to decide to do this trip and, and and commit to it
1: I think uh it's it's going to be hard for me to get used to it at least um because even when you have like 3 or 4 days off I feel that I should be working it's like it's weird I I feel useless in the sense that I'm not working and that's just from just being in that rut for 9 years now just working 60 70 hours a week um but that that was one of the reasons I wanted to do this as well to like get out of that it's not what it's not it's not really sustainable was well, sustainable but you don't have a life outside of work really and you sacrifice a lot you know to do that you very have very little time to yourself Um, so yeah that's I want I I don't want to be doing this for much longer so I look forward to getting out of that rut
0: mm. so, yeah. so to, did you decide that you wanted to get out the rut before you did decided on the cycle ride or was it kind of like did it work together? Kind of like at the same time? I think time? it
1: worked together. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good way to get out of the rush, mm. in a sense. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be moving back to Ireland for good after nine years. So, um, yeah, I wanted to make the best of the, <clears throat> make the best of the journey home before settling back in Ireland.
0: Well, David, what, what was your like? What, what kind of enticed you to to, to give up? I guess you kind of come from a different different side of things. So, paddy has been living here for quite a long time in Sydney, yeah. and you've kind of come to Sydney with already the idea of of, of doing this journey.
2: Yeah, yeah, but there, it was still that whole jumping away from the whole. Um, uh, not really, not necessarily the working world, but like like paddy, over the last. Nine ten years since I left school, I I was down here when I was eighteen, and it's I'd been all construction and that you know construction work be it here or in New Zealand or London, and it's kind of like um, it's, I suppose yeah for the construction it was easy to leave that, and so back home before I got here I was it was in a family business, and it was like you know you you know them days when you're in work and you're just like you know there's something else out there there's and you're you're kind of tied into a systematic way of living, and I was always intrigued about having freedom, because it's very li- very very liberating feeling to think that you can be just exposed to nature and a journey like that for a certain period of time, you know. So the the thought process around it was very very difficult to jump out of, because you're weird, you know it's it's conditioned in us. To, to wake up first thing in the morning and go out and do an honest day's work and you get your wage for it and you go and live the live the life that we lead um, and i suppose there was a lot of sacrifices in leaving uh, the, the, what i had back home yeah a lot of sacrifices so it was tough but i think already even when i left home that time it felt it was always it, even just the smallest sense of liberation now you're here in um, Sydney, so you're still adhering to a systematic way of living. I can't imagine what it's going to feel like now once we set set sail on the bike. So it's still it's still a bit of a weird transition, but one that um, I know the gut or the intuition is mm. it's still screaming out to say,
0: yeah, come on, let's go for it. I I think the the something that like springs to mind when we're talking about this stuff as well. It's it's quite easy to forget that when you do when we're about to do this trip so we're both going to do it my time is a year you guys are a bit longer mm. um to say to someone you need to you're going to take a year out of whatever you're doing you know <laughs> it's actually quite a big deal you know like you forget actually how to take to someone that i mean we're conditioned to work aren't we you know like mm. a full-time job and you know you maybe you take a few weeks out for holidays you know most people just do that to take a month out is a big thing to take a little bit sabbatical for like three months is probably you know quite a big jump as well but you know to actually quit jobs to quit that lifestyle to quit a town a city and and then actually go on this journey I think it's 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 something I don't even think about you know it's something I just think I've already committed to it so i am kind of I've forgotten about it already um, and for you guys you already already like you were still working now so you're about to do that as well so it's it's kind of interesting hearing kind of how mm. you're going through that and thinking about it and I'm almost thinking about the people that could potentially be listening to this, who are working probably right now, uh, who are in the car listening to this, or are on a journey somewhere listening to this, and they have that potential, that seed you were talking about. They could have that right now and thinking, mm. you know, how how difficult is it to make that jump? Mm. Um, do you have any like thoughts on someone that is thinking about it? What would yeah. you like say? We're we're we're, as well
1: as, uh, we're 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 in our 30s as well. we're we're all in our 30s. Yeah, mm. so we're not. <laughs> It's probably uh, against what our parents would wish us to be doing. At this, uh, <laughs> or even just society in general, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not um, yeah what society expects of thirty year olds to be going off doing. But I think if you, I think, as I said earlier, if you, if you if a thing keeps popping up in your head and you really like to do it. Uh, that's your intuition, and if you don't do it, you're going to regret not doing it. You know. Why? Why waste? If you have that opportunity, or you have to do what David did and come down here and work for a year to to make that opportunity realistic.
0: But you've got a good job, though.
1: Yeah, well, I give up a lot of my time to <laughs> to to do it like so. But yeah, it's it's yeah. But, but
0: are you going to find another job that's going to be the same thing? You know, these are the questions people probably have every day, right? Like, but give up no, this yeah. now, or what's the future gonna be? Am I gonna regret giving up the job to do this thing?
1: But the job the gonna... job, like the job is always gonna be there, you know. No matter what, like, you know, surely you're not that irreplaceable in your job. You can come back, you're like I work in construction, so it's only gonna take maybe a few phone calls to get another mm-hmm. job in construction. Um, I don't think there's anything there's more to gain, a lot more to gain in the year, taking that year out than there ever is to lose. You know. Yeah, that's the big question. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: what are you going to lose and what are you going to gain from yeah. doing something like that? I mean, I guess it doesn't even have to be cycling specifically. You know, it could be could be a travel I guess, it's But good. someone thinking about doing something. yeah,
1: yeah. Who knows what what ideas you could get along the way to set up some sort of business? You you might see you're going to be exposed to new things every day, where in your life in now you're just kind of the same routine. Most likely, talk to the same people every day, get up at the same time, eat the same things, do the same thing week in week out. But on the cycle, every day is different, new people, new places, so, new new thoughts, new thoughts, yeah. Mm. And and one not getting distracted from your thoughts. You know, not you don't have a boss ringing you, telling you you need to do this, or you have to work late, or will you work Saturday, or. You know, it's none of that.
0: So. So let's talk about the the journey that, and that we're both gonna be on. You know, because you start your journey in how many weeks?
1: Uh, twelve weeks. Yeah. Eighty uh, six days to be precise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty six days.
2: days. I think I, yeah. I think my I sent that one on to my father earlier on, and he said, "I um, just sent back dot 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 minutes question mark." <laughs> and I think like two hundred and fifty thousand minutes. I actually done the maths on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I'm looking forward to this trip. Yeah. Um, so,
0: so, 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 your journey then. So, my journey starts from well, I guess from here to Melbourne. And then Melbourne, I'm going to be there for a while, and then head to Adelaide, Perth. So, covering the south coast, I guess, probably the coldest place to cover <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> um, and you guys are going to be going from here. Well, you explain where you're going to go from here to. Yeah, so we kind of ha- have to head down south, down towards
1: Adelaide, um, and then we'll we'll be both going the same road as you go then across the Nullarbor to Perth. <coughs> yeah. So you'll probably you'll probably end up doing about a thousand more kilometers than we. will. Not maybe already. more. Yeah. I haven't planned that far. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You're taking the long way. And then you'll then go from Perth to Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City, and then we're going to go up Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, uh, Northern Thailand, into Burma, Um, then if we can't get into Bangladesh we'll have to fly from uh, Burma to India, then India up into Nepal, and back down south, India fly over or did they get a boat or maybe fly to Oman, United Arab Emirates, Iran, Turkey, Georgia, Armenia, Greece, Italy, Switzerland, France, Germany, Luxembourg. Belgium, Holland, England, <laughs> Wales. Ireland. So this is pretty <laughs> much yeah. at this point. This is a carbon carbon copy of yeah. uh, world's spokespeople people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Re- 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 yeah, except for Malaysia, we're, we're not going to do Malaysia. Yeah.
0: So let's let's. So let I mean, this is a question for each of us now. Mm. What is the What is the one thing you're most excited about on this trip? Oh, I like that. Good question. John. I'll start. I'll start. Yeah, mine, right. is, mine, is, mine is money. So mine is all money driven because I'm on a super high budget. Australia is the most, well, New Zealand is the most expensive place to be. Australia is second most expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm, my, I'm most excited about getting into Asia and just eating my way through Asia. <laughs> I'm not, I don't care I about it. cycling. I'm just, I just want to eat my way back <laughs> all the way home. Live, live like a king. The end, live yeah, live like a king. Cycle to the <laughs> place. Eat, cycle, eat, cycle, eat, cycle. And then just do that for two months so that's yeah. what I'm most excited about is eating good food hopefully not getting mm. sick because I know that kind of happens but mm. I'm probably going to have to just stomach it excuse the pun but um, mm. yeah that's that's what I'm most excited about the food Asian food yeah <laughs> and the people the
1: people in Asia are good um, mm. I'm most looking forward to seeing all the different cultures and and how they differ you know from country to country Um yeah
2: I really look forward to that, I think. Yeah. Mine's, I suppose, you always have a different, you have a different answer for this every day, but one that's jumping out at me now, it's very simplistic, but just being able to watch the sun rise and the sunset every day is something that I cannot wait for. Because, you know, there's a great power. I believe there's a great power in nature. like, And um, just being having the freedom to do that, you know, and you see even even the sunsets and the sunrises here in Australia are phenomenal. So just to see the the differences as you go across and I suppose not even just like the sunsets and the sunrises are going to be amazing but the um, just the different landscapes throughout and being exposed to the likes of the night sky when you're in the Nullarbor in the middle of Australia at all the moments like that I think I think nature has its way of um, bringing you right in the moment and there are moments that you'll never forget. So, yeah.
0: Let's let's jump into something we haven't even mentioned yet, and I just completely forgot about this, but it's something that you guys, when I first met you guys and we talked about the cycling, the trip you're doing, you kind of started dropping in these other things that you've kind of done, like very like a, uh, mm. you know, it was almost like it wasn't such a big deal, and then I had to stop and be like, sorry, you did what? <laughs> and so let's talk about ultra marathons, because this is, this is kind of the thing that you guys are going to be doing. Just explain, like, so you've got your bike trip, we all know about it, The what you're going to do, um... Talk, talk about ultramarathons. How does that involve what you do?
1: Yeah, so I kind of started running a few years ago. Uh, I started doing like a half marathon and then when you do a few of them, you kind of get bored of them, so you do a marathon and then you do one or two of them and then I found out about these things called ultramarathons.
0: You say you say can... you get bored of them. You say Some people get bored of them. Some people just yeah, achieve I'm, it and then don't yeah, do much else. You carry
1: on. I'm, I like when i do something I'm like well i've done that what what's next i know you can beat your time but i don't really um that doesn't really um interest me but i rather challenge myself as in what's next higher so then i found out about these marathons that were going on and some of them are crazy distances but we recently done two 100k um ultras in new zealand um yeah, so we decided to throw into the cycle then that uh, it would be nice to do an ultramarathon in each country we we are in um, over the tw- or over the <coughs> twelve months or so. So I think that that's about twenty eight ultramarathons. It. it is twenty eight ultramarathons. Yeah. yeah. So an ultramarathon yeah. is only is anything over forty two point two kilometers. So we'd probably go at least fifty k, <coughs> maybe a hundred if we. If we feel like it. if it's a good good trail. <laughs> good yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be in the mountains too. Yeah, make so it we want tough. to do the ultra race, yeah. So
0: when he called you when you were waiting for that flight, you know, like two years ago, was the ultra marathon part of the deal?
2: No. No, this was a very recent thing. I think it, we haven't even mentioned it to some of the some of our mates. This is just between ourselves so mate, this is exclusive. Yeah. But um no, it was just an idea born, wasn't it? I remember we were we were in the whole preparation when I was back in Ireland. We had I, I got into the running twelve months twelve months ago as well. Um and I, 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 similar to that, I, I loved it from the get go. Um and I can't really recall when we had agreed to do it, but we were kinda of tossing the idea around of doing an ultra. And we were like, because the cycle, right? We know it's doable, right? It's going to be challenging for many different reasons: the weather, the different climates, and the the elevation of places, and the fatigue, and the likes of nutrition. But with the likes of the the ultras, it's really like, is it actually possible? And we don't know, but we're going to give it a best shot. I think that's that's what we found most attractive to doing it and taking this on. You know, it's like doing the ultras initially; like you can't ever prepare for a hundred k the 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 nights before it, like all that self doubt and that that um the belief, I suppose, or the lack of it, that mm-hmm. you can actually get over these events and get over the line, you know. And then when you overcome that, like, you know, on, on the day this it's not even your mind, it's not your body. It's like it's almost like your spirit rises. And we're and we're hoping that on on the way back that this same little ingredient will take us over the line. So it's um it's really into the unknown there and we're we're standing up against the wall, thinking, will it actually work? But we're going to give it our best shot. And... So
0: so when so when you talk about doing a hundred k run, just to put it into context of like how I how I'm thinking about it now, that's a hundred k is roughly the amount of kilometres you're going to probably be doing per day on the bike, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is pedal power, you know. So when you're when you're pedaling on a bike for a hundred k, it's not easy, but it's you you know the momentum of pedaling actually helps. But you're going to be doing that and one so you're going to be doing 100K, carrying your own body weight on your legs for X hours, you know, so you, you'll be doing that in one day. So what I'm saying is comparing to a one day on a bike, it's going to be 100K in mm. one day and your legs is going to be 100 day. You know? mm. just, to, just to put the, the kilometers itself into perspective, it's, it's, it's a heavy, heavy toll. To, to, to potentially put your body through like
1: yeah it is it's amazing though what what your body can actually handle mm. we were very surprised at our first hundred k we were very surprised how <laughs> how well we did like, you know just how well our body did. I remember I did a 50 k and like I remember thinking, God, how does anyone do a hundred you know, but then when it's in front of you and that's your goal your your body your mind just keep keep going until you get it you know. So, yeah, you put yourself at that point to no return and then
2: mm. then you've no choice but to go ahead, like, you know. Yeah, but it is, it's definitely physically, it's 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 exhausting, you know. But with the elevation that we had on the first attempt was 5,500 metres. So it's over half the height of Everest you, you're climbing throughout the day on top of the 100k. So it was, physically, it was torturous. Like, there was a pain cave there for about 12 or 13 hours, on might be half anyway, because my preparations weren't exactly... Um didn't go exactly to plan, but it's, it's, a, it's a mad feeling. I think for anybody out there that was, that's listening it's, it's to, initially it's, to us it sounded like it was impossible. but yet it's it's actually pretty easy once you, once you just sign off it and put yourself at that point in no order like we had a bit of fun along the way, because yeah, yeah. when you, you know you're, you've done a couple of hikes and you like the rock climbing. you know when you get a nice view on the top of a mountain, and you're just like, "Whoa, that's beautiful." When you add that with a little bit of the endorphins that are running, that are coming through the body from a runner's eye, you get this little moment of gratitude on top of a mountain, that almost, throughout the day you only get like little brief kind of five second or ten second slots of that moment. So you're running for 20 hours, now you ram all them little moments in, you probably add up to about a minute. But the feeling in that minute is worth the other 19 hours
1: and 59 minutes of pain yeah you you only a, way you can sum it up it's a weird feeling because you're in pain but you're so grateful mm. to be there <laughs> yeah. So you're grateful for the pain and, yeah. and to be standing where you are looking at what you're looking at so you guys are mad <laughs> 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 something wrong with you guys <laughs> Tell us i just the- want to eat the food in asia that's what i care about <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are the, the, the first day all you we were talking about the whole day was the, the beer we're going to drink the next day <laughs> sitting, yeah. sitting in the pub <laughs> yeah or the dominoes that we got that night <laughs> right? we are just
2: singing about pizza
0: so um, also you, you're not doing this just for your own um, health and well-being you're doing it for another reason right? yeah yeah.
1: so uh, we decided to do it for a cause of lots of people um, when I mentioned the cycle to them what cause was I doing it for so it really made me think that It's a good opportunity to help um, certain causes, and the ones we picked were um, the Children's Hospital here in Sydney, and the one back in um, Crumlin in Dublin. So we're going to raise as much money as we can uh, to help all them kids that are fighting their own battle, and and try and um, yeah, just raise as much money and bring them um, (coughs) attention, as much attention to it as we can, Mm. and hopefully people are very generous when it comes to that. So. Cool. Yeah, we look forward to, so we're actually going to start at um, Sydney's Children's Hospital and finish in Dublin's Children's Hospital, cycle to the, from door to door. Mm. So, um, yeah, I look forward to, to starting and end, finishing at them locations. So where
0: can people find, follow your journey, see what's going on, see your route, see everything? Where, where can people find everything? Or where will they be able to find everything?
1: Yes, uh so on the first of July we're going to launch our website. It's www.cycle28.com and our Instagram page is called Of Mountains and Men. Um yeah, that's. Uh we 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 should set up a Facebook as well. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, probably, so. yeah, yeah. It's all
2: relatively new, but over the next couple of weeks we'll start getting the ball rolling on a few yeah. We have the Instagram page set up, but we just got one post, but that's all about to change shortly enough. We have a few
1: things in the pipeline, so. But definitely, the website will be the main for all the information
0: yeah. and photographs and. Cool. Well, yeah. i So I guess from from me and your perspective, I guess potentially because we're doing the same route from the same people, yeah. like Anike and Tano, we have got to thank those guys for kind of doing definitely, all that yeah. legwork.
2: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we'll see him for a pint someday. We definitely yeah. want a pint again. <laughs>
0: So um so yeah we'll definitely talk again on the road um it's super cool to to share kind of where where you're at now it's the first time I've done this be able to talk to someone who hasn't done the journey yet mostly it's all about people who have completed something done something have a story to tell post um, their event and for me as well to also share and see what kind of you're thinking uh, and how you're planning things. In the previous show I was talking about the difference between bikepacking and touring and you guys are doing touring, I'm doing Mm bikepacking and just today I was kind of understanding more about the challenges that that comes along with that Um, but yeah thanks guys for, for one reaching out to me via Instagram and letting me stay in your place I mean for anyone out there as well that's thinking about doing the same thing for someone totally do it and I think also a big mention should go to warm showers as well. Um, because apparently from what I've heard from previous people it's a really good a, a good thing for the I guess the community of cycling to have people out there to let them stay, let them host and this is kinda of almost the same thing of what you guys have done for me. Um so huge thanks for, for you guys kinda of giving me your sofa, your time, your no problem. It's our pleasure. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure having your own Joe.
2: It has. And it's, uh, as I said at the start of the podcast, it's lifted our spirits.
0: Mm -hmm. And hopefully that that pays off in the future. You know, when we cycle back home, hopefully we can kind of exchange that same thing with other people on the way back. Mm Yeah. Which would be good.
2: Yeah. And we'll definitely, um, when we're all back in that neck of the woods, we'll definitely do a a lap of Ireland, as we said the other (laughs) night. On a a casual Sunday afternoon, Mm -hmm. right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining the show and sharing your future. Big trip with everyone.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you, John.